Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here. It's the end of season podcast part one, we'll have part two coming for you shortly where we'll talk about the summer to come. This one, we're recapping what an incredible season this was. Uh, with me, Dan's here. Hello. Andy's here. Hiya. Stu's here. Bonjour à la. Ah, all continental now. <laughs> to get ready. Got, we've got to get in the mood for it. Um, gentlemen, we're going to talk about this season, of course, uh, but firstly, big fancast news. Let's get the fancast news out of the way first. What's the fancast news, by the way, for everybody? And it's live! <laughs> I should have just clipped that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we are doing our first ever live show. Um, yeah, I know Ian S and Old Gold are doing it, but we just thought, yeah, we'll just bandwagon. We'll just do one ourselves. Why not? Why not? We thought of it first anyway, we just never could be bothered to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think we didn't press the button, did we, to do it. But we're doing one now. It's on Friday the 23rd of August at the Arena Theatre. Uh, if you don't know where the Arena Theatre is, it's, to describe it, it's basically by Royal London in through, town. Through the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Royal London, it's a 7.30 kickoff. Tickets are only £7. Now, come on. That's a, a good bargain. bargain. That is That's a bargain. bargain. So if you listen to this and you enjoy what you listen to, which I'm, I hope that you do, otherwise why would you listen to this, and you want to see us do our show live in person, we'll have all the usual stuff that we do, we're going to do a big quiz, we're going to do an audience version of Twitter Corner, we want to get you guys involved as much as you can, tickets are on sale now, uh, so just go to wallsfancast.com forward slash fancast live, or you can go to the Arena Theatre website which is wlv.ac.uk slash arena theatre for tickets, go buy them, Down they should go buy them shouldn't they? If, if they don't. Missing out, you're just gonna keep <laughs> off. Aren't I don't know how what else you can do in Wolverhampton on a Friday night, it's gonna be better than that. And I think it might be bank holiday weekend, it might be. I don't know, it's a good shot, it's a good case. It, it would be, yeah, cause it'd yeah. be the last Monday because the so. following Monday would be the first of September, yeah. So it Ooh, would be, yeah, maybe, be, yeah. yeah, I think it will. What be. it boils down to, there's no light bar, there's no cheeky monkeys, <laughs> yeah, on a Friday night in Wolverhampton. Get yourself Get to the down, arena. Have some, come see us live. Come for some drinks afterwards. Blockbuster prizes to be won. Uh, f- to, to be, be confirmed. confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, yeah, look, if you like listen to the show over the years, come down. It's only seven quid because we need people to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, come enjoy it. And we'll have to say, you know, we'll be posting about it over the summer just to bag, brag you to get some tickets. But yeah, come see it. I think you'll enjoy it, hopefully. It might be good. Yeah. yeah. Or it might be. A few of us talking to an empty room, yeah, but which we'll be used to. We'll be doing it anyway. Yeah, so. we're doing that now. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, let's talk about this season, gentlemen. What an incredible season it's been! Seventh in the Premier League, an amazing cup run. We won't obviously talk about how that ended, um, and we've had some incredible performances, incredible games, wins in a style that I don't think we'd all think we would seen maybe in our lifetime, or maybe we would hoped, maybe we'd seen a glimmer of. Um, we're going to talk a bit more in detail about some of the key moments this season. But how, guys, how would you even sum up? If I'm going to give you a few words, how, for you, how would you sum up this season? It exceeded everything I'd hoped for last season. That's it. To pretty succinctly. <laughs> That's what's yeah. going on the front of the DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? It's like when you when you manage to get a Pamela Anderson keyring in the nineties after watching Baywatch for so many years. It's it's so rewarding and so amazing at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's not the, it's not the this analogy is, I was thinking no, of. But this, no, this is an experience. Yeah, this is very much personal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, that was less than seven quid, even for the time. Just another plug there. Mm. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's said beyond our wildest dreams, but we knew how good we were anyway. But to be to exceed how well we played last season mm. is just well, it's magnificent. <laughs> Dan, few words. 
absolutely bloody great. That's all I need I to hear. Don't, as we said, we've, we've exceeded whatever past, how I ever imagined we'd get this season. I think I said at the start of the season, 10th to 14th, and I'd have been happy with that. And to, and to put a semi-final cup run on it, it's like someone's gone in a championship manager editor and done some trickery to get yeah. us yeah. Yeah. They've been a bit realistic with some players, but yeah. Jota and Neves, you could see they were like worlds apart from the championship level, but for us to be seventh in the FA Cup semi-final, it's, it's just bomber. We are drawing to like Stevenage and Wigan a few years ago. We was losing to Wigan 1-0 on a cold... Tuesday night, I think, a few years ago. Losing yeah. to Crawley away. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's Barmer. Absolutely Barmer. Absolutely Barmer. It's great, though, isn't yeah. it? I and just yeah. can't... It, it still hasn't stopped. You've got to enjoy the ride. Especially with the Europe chat, which we're going to talk more about in part two, but you, I just... you, you Obviously, the season's now officially ended, but it's almost like, I don't want it to end. Please carry on. <laughs> Please give us more memories. It never ends, though, because it it's a dream world. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me, even at the awards dinner, when you got... Joao Martinho winning Player of the Year for Wolves. That's incredible. It's, mm. in that in itself is it's just ridiculous. He's just as good looking in person as well, I must say. Well, I must say. Some of us were there. Yeah, some of us were there. Some of us weren't, but... No, some of us were watching Villa. Yeah. Some of us were, see, were having photos with Joao Martinho. But, you know, that's how it happens. <laughs> anyway, I want to uh, move on to Nuno. And I want to kind of talk about... We, we do this every season give the managers a kind of a school report grade for the season uh, but it's his first season in the Premier League he's done really well he's nominated for manager of the season um, oddly being linked to Juventus this week um, but what do we think of Nuno how well has he done this season is that just too much of an obvious question I think since January he's done exceptionally well before then, I think even the most uh, happy clappy of us would, would have had doubts in that spell. He reacted to the bad situation, the, the slump, as it were, well, didn't he? That's yeah. the and it has been since Dendonker and the change to five in the middle. But since then, <laughs> apart from the dark day and Huddersfield, the, um, <laughs> you've got to say he's, he's borderline 9.8. Since January, so I mean, overall, a steady eight for me, just for figuring things out in the Premier League and the results against the shit teams. But that'll come. So it, yeah, it's it's really difficult to try and pick negatives for what we've all achieved when you look would be based on hindsight, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You look at that six match that six match run we had where we just didn't win, and yeah, maybe it was a little bit slow to react to it, but at the same time. You put that in the context of a whole season where we finished seventh. Mm. You can't really beat him with that stick, can you? After that five or six game, on uh, when we got beaten, we we was all starting to doubt whether he was too stubborn to change it. Mm. So for them to change it, then go two up top. I mean, that's probably the best thing he's done since he he joined. Really, I know he signed like some good players, but that was key to us. Not just surviving, for surviving, but finishing seventh this season. Mm. For it, was, it was after that Cardiff away game. I, I remember thinking, "Oh, hang on a second here. Is this? Yeah. Is he like you say? Is he being too stubborn here?" Because that Cardiff, we'd got to Cardiff, and that was the first time we'd actually made any changes all to the team. If I mm. remember correctly, that was when he brought in Sice for Bennett. Yeah, because up until that point, it was the same team, the same formation every week, and then he does make a, a change. And you think, "Oh, that hasn't worked." Mm. So you did think, "Oh, maybe." Is he going to struggle to adapt? Yeah, I mean, we we 
wasn't it Huddersfield at home before then as well? So we yeah. had those two games where you were thinking we should be picking up at least four points here. And obviously that disillusions a lot of people when that happens. But at that Chelsea game, it kind of just turned the season around. Yeah. Really, with that change. Yeah. Well, the second half of the Chelsea game, we, we rode our luck at times in that, in that first half. Um, but it was it was almost like you could see the um, the switch just click in the players' heads like halfway through the game mm. think okay this is day we play now and we've, we ain't looked back since then mm. it was almost after that Bennett tackle the Brexit Bennett tackle <laughs> yeah you know this is how you sort of deal out kind of thing I just thought that from that moment I, I, I always wonder if William has gone and scored that would that have just been the obviously a defeat mm. daft little things like a challenge like that can give your team momentum yeah. like, like just what you said I think that was uh, a big point in the game there, there was three things in that game really there was Bennett stopping us going 2-0 down mm. There was Jota finally getting his goal after yes, a few yep. months of indifference at best. And the introduction of Dendonka. Mm. And those three did, things... No, Dong didn't play that game. Did he come he came, came, on, so came up, on yeah. really late. I yeah. thought... Those three things there... Keeps what had a good point. game that night. Yeah. yeah, That's when he kind of... Unfortunately, didn't pan out for him as we wanted him for the season. But he almost announced himself in that well, yeah, game. That and was it Tottenham? Yeah, it was yeah. game as well. Spurs, yeah. He could have been in the next England squad just because of match of the day and their pundits, couldn't he? Read really after those two games. Mm-hmm. You know, Danny Murphy was getting posters on his wall yeah. that, that time of the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you got this throughout the season as well with, with interviews, especially last season. But one thing I've been impressed with him still this season is how he still has created this family kind of culture, one for all, with the players. It very much feels like a togetherness with everyone. There was this. You know, every time you get new players every season, you're always worried that when players come in, will there be one person that spoils the apple cart, as it were? But everyone's just clicked, yeah, and for just as much as last season. Mm. And for Cody and everyone to say, Moutinho has been the heartbeat of the dressing room and mm. the, the Joker in the pack, and you got a guy who's won where he's won for his caliber of player, and he's on underground a week coming into a squad that's built on team spirit and slotted in perfectly again, magnificent. It's just. It's a, you, you run out of things to say. How I mean, there was a thing today about Man United had sixty three injuries this season. We had five, five with with like half the next place team above us in the injury list, and that's just preparation for all the backroom staff and everything. That in itself is an incredible achievement. It's it, that's weird to think of in times gone by that we just basically yeah. barely any industry yeah. in two that, seasons look at that injuries really. in the 90s <laughs> yeah jeez it just ruined seasons season upon yeah, season yeah. wasn't it when players were out for 18 months at times that's why Nuno always makes sure he brings in like the, the backroom staff when he wins manager of the month doesn't he because it's because it's a manager without team. him yeah, yeah. yeah it's not just him what has Nuno not done well this season has it been perhaps poor games management at the time which you've talked about in terms of sub choosings has he perhaps played a bit too defensive at times when we've gone one and up and almost we've got away with it a lot, but we've almost invited that team to get that my, equaliser. My or biggest gripe with him is I don't think he affects games enough during the match. I think a lot of times when things aren't going particularly well, he's never made a substitution or a tactical switch that's really impacted on the game in a positive manner. They tend to just tick along when things aren't going well. There is still that stubbornness in a sense of I'm going to play this. Way and it's, it's that's always what we're going to play. I don't think it's necessarily stubbornness. I think it's just the fact that we haven't got much quality off the bench. Mm. I mean, mm. I can only think of really Cavalero when he came and scored that goal against Southampton off the bench. And there was West Ham with Traore. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't really. The Traore one was just 
a couple of quick passes that we caught him on the halfway line and Bonatini had slotted him in but it wasn't really yeah. like mm. Adama would change the game as such. you went to West Ham away he played really well though when he came on he did call, he did the usual thing though he he caused a lot of chaos without really doing anything until the goal yeah um, which was ironically probably his best performance of the season <laughs> I think you can argue with people like Calvin Costa obviously we'll talk about Costa later on that the reason why we probably felt like there haven't been much quality on the bench is because the formation we've now adopted does not suit yeah. Kevin mm-hmm. Costa. You know, I'd, you, apart from Cav to an extent, you know, I don't, I can't, I don't think you can put Costa in the front two. No, no, but, no neither, neither of them are front two. Do you mean, so it's like when they come in, it's almost like they're naturally not positionally correct to be the benefit of the side. Yeah. And but, that's why I think all three of them could, could be out the door, really. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah. Well, the, they had their chance in the formation that we played last season and none of them took it. Mm. Not one, and they all, all of them failed. So, <laughs> what can you do? You change it, and if they couldn't adapt, then bye bye. It's <laughs> ruthless wolves now. Yeah, I mean, going back to Nuno, he hasn't been able to introduce those players into this new system. I mean, I, I don't want to sound too harsh on him because mm. they've obviously got a big, I mean, big part to play in that. He's won a doctorate for Pete's sake, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not too harsh on him, but he <laughs> yeah. has one. But they've obviously got to take some of the responsibility of adapting their game. And I don't think he's been able to introduce them to really make an impact. Mm. Possibly Traore's done quite well the couple of times he started at right wing back, which is obviously a slight variation on his his, his general starting position anyway. But Costa definitely, he's not been able to get anything out of him at all this season. Going back to that sort of thing, when he, you know when he put... Um Troy around Vinagre for the Cardiff game. Mm. There was another game he should have done that. Maybe the Brighton game at home. Yeah. Mm. Just having a bit more sort of just preempting mm. that. Now, yeah. yeah. That they ain't they ain't gonna come for a, to try and get the win. To try and put more emphasis on us from, from I think, the front foot from the start. I think with that Brighton game, I think he he overestimated how negative what, that yeah, was. How, yeah, how you, mm. you think well then they, they need to get a result here. And I mean I don't think they'd be like that. I, not just turn up and just well, serves him right. He's got the sack now. So <laughs> again, but like, tough. it's weird with but, the Brighton game because I've kind of really changed my opinion of that game. That obviously when you came out of that game, we were like, you know, we should have really won that game. Perhaps yeah. when we're looking at times, and then you look at it going, Brighton came to us, played ultra defences because they were desperate not to lose to a still newly promoted Championship side. That's in a space of nine months how far we've come that a team of having to come to Molyneux to play that kind of way because they're afraid. Yes, okay. Obviously, with all of the circumstances, but they've played that way to not lose, and that is it's a real mark incredible. Of respect, isn't yeah, it? yeah. I mean, we've seen that in I don't know how many eighteen, nineteen years of Championship football over the last what, yeah, whatever yeah. Um, of teams like Berry and stuff like that coming and shutting up shop. So I never really thought about it that way because it's just like oh, lower league team, lower teams in the league do that to us. But yeah, to make the step up and within. That short amount of time have that effect on everyone. I mean, we still should have won that game. We still had chances to win that yeah, game yeah. as well. That was the annoying thing about it. But I think with that one, if we had played with them to wing backs, we would have done. We would have got the goal early, and then they would have had to do something. But yeah, I mean, as I said, it's all all the negativity around mm. Nuno is all with hindsight, isn't it? Now? Yeah, because even every I can't think of one game where you look at the team an hour or earlier um, before the game and think, nah. Not really. That's that's wrong because pretty much every single game, even the Carabao Cup games, like Sheffield Wednesday, playing Elliot Watt and Gun Calves, you think, well, we'll do these, and vast majority of the time we have. Mm. So 
before the games, most of us have agreed with these tactics. So it's only when you look back that mm. things are people will moan at him for the subs he made in the semi-final. But with hindsight, well, not with hindsight, I still think he made the right subs. Yeah, of course he did. Well, the yeah. right sort of mindset. I probably would have took Jimenez off instead of Jota that day. But apart, it was all just to show up the defence. You can see the theory behind yeah. it. Yeah. He just didn't work. Just all on side now. I don't think he's done anything wrong. I just think the, the semi-final for me just showed an example of we've had so many games under Nuno where... We've had one goal lead, and obviously the other team, the opposition, are going to attack, and we've gone ultra defensive. And we've, to an extent, we've got away with it for so many games. And I just think that wasn't going to work for once. Unfortunately, it was the semi final. Mm. And yes, okay, you can argue as much about the penalty, but he just did the exact same thing. Again, and I management think, under Nuno has always been pretty good. Yeah, and, I, and you've lead. just got to hope that that is just the blip in. In, you know, in future games to come, it's just annoying that it was a fake come semi final with 30 seconds to go. I mean, it happened last season against Norwich, see? We yeah. went ultra defensive for absolutely no reason, and then Ruddy dropped one and it went in. That's what I mean. Then, But then you've got the opposite, Middlesbrough away. Yeah. 2 1 up. Was it 2 1 up? We had nine men. We yeah. just got away yeah. with it. Cardiff, we saved two penalties in, in a minute, in last minute. Yeah. That's incredible. That just never happens. So the, these but I just think we had the, the, champ, the, the champions winners look, which I think a lot of teams get yeah. in that stage yeah. of the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, when everyone was, I mean, that was horrible that whole day, but when you look at it, you made the right choices. I mean, there's no, you can't legislate for a goal going in the absolute top bins from a player who plays one game in six half decent and then Donker losing his mind and giving a penalty away. You can't legislate for that. So if them two things hadn't happened, Nuno's a genius again and we win 2 0. So <laughs> then we go to the final and probably lose. Now we maybe not six nil, but <laughs> we would have given them a game. We wouldn't yeah. have been we would have been bent over and <laughs> no, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't have been humiliated on on worldwide TV like they have. Yeah. Right, Nuno score grade. You've had his score. He's had his. You've had his books back. You've marked them all. There's no simulator kind of red pen things. What are you going for? What's his grade in the classic E to F, E to F, A to F? Because I know it's all numbers now, isn't it? It's like yeah, it has changed. I don't, I don't, it's no, put, I don't it, get it. What do we going to go for, Dan? Classic E to F grade. A. I don't want to give him an A+, plus because he didn't win the cup. So I'm going to give him just a straight A. A straight A. Dan. Dan. Andy. Sorry. Dan D. You, um, yeah. you, can, you can change your name round and make it Dan, just with a Y. I can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dandy <laughs> Holloman. That's my reasoning. Danny, wouldn't it, I suppose? Yeah. 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 Um, I'd have to say A as well because he hasn't. Because I think if he'd have won the cup or at least got to the final, I think he would have been an A plus. But he's done the absolute best he could have done. You know, we are the best of the rest. It would have taken something to really challenge the the top six who spend three hundred million a year. So yeah, A. Stu, A minus. Whoa, <laughs> A minus. I was I was fluctuating between B plus and A minus just just because of the the little annoyance of the the terrible teams mm. that's the only reason uh, I'll I'll say A as well I just think it would be, it'd be an A plus A star if we got to the final really for me mm. but it's A well done Nuno I don't know what we gave him last year but I think it was right in the A A mark I would have thought so so his graph is consistent good another A for absolutely bloody great yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, well we've, we've kind of talked about defining games we talk, do, we, do we all agree that maybe Chelsea was the defining game of the season would we say or is there any other games that people think that's when it all changed or that's when we thought 
Because I also look at the Man United game in the FA Cup when I thought, was that the game we kind of announced ourselves to everybody saying, this is when you take us seriously? No, and that one, I, I thought that was Everton. Everton away, I thought mm. this is... Mm. We absolutely battered them. And they were they were shell-shocked. They had no answer for us. And that was... I mean, there had been times like West Ham, when we won there in that terrible place. And after two draws, you think, well... It's going to, we need to get a win on the board and to get it in the way that we did um, but then to absolutely how we only beat Burnley by one one or two was it earlier we absolutely through everything didn't we that day when it, it, it was absolutely annihilated them and you think we're, we're a damn good team here mm. but yeah I, I think that cup game is probably the best game ever at Monaco, even better, even better than the Palace one mm. in '97 for me. It just had the atmosphere that game. Did I just felt like from the yeah. get go, just it kind of felt we like it had everything. That game, yeah. the fact it was on normal telly, there was all the flags. I don't know. There was just something about it that really made it felt it extra magic, special. I think we had the momentum from the Leicester four three. Yeah, mm. scoring that goal deep into injury <laughs> Can you forget about? Yeah, that's an incredible game. game again, but then, yeah. we, then we went and beat. Everton away, West Ham at home, teams all around us. Without those nine points, I remember that West Ham game at home. Going to the game, thinking, "Oh, this will be a tough game. You know, we might nick a win here. We could get a draw." Was comfortable, yeah. And it was, it was so comfortable. It felt like again. I always talk about this on the show. When you're a kid, you're out playing with your mates. What was the score, Dad? Wolves won two, two nil. Great, thanks. I'll carry on playing because it just felt that kind of yeah. We won two nil. I mean, just standard. Just, someone would have said we'd beat West Ham three 0 at home at the start of the season. You, Comfortably, you'd, well. you'd have probably already <laughs> better or something, but it, it would have it would have been a bit of a surprise. You could yeah. see it coming, but you'd you, would, it, you wouldn't put yeah. a lot of money on it. You'd also think it was one of those kind of oh, that was a nice result we got, but I bet you we probably got stuffed by other teams other mm. weeks. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Um, so on that, let's go on to some highlights and lowlights this season. Um, look, obviously, Sincara being at Monia was a personal highlight of mine. But we'll we'll leave that one there. And um, let's get the worst games of the season out of the way. Semi final is obviously one. Huddersfield both games. Well, the second surely. the second one was inevitable though. Yeah. I mean, I won fifty quid that day because you, why wouldn't you put money on Huddersfield to beat us? They always do. Yeah. Um, the first one was massively disappointing, and the Cardiff Cardiff away as well. That was that was pretty awful. Um, but again, even even when we have been beat, there ain't been many times where you've thought, mm, okay, that was that was pretty bad. Um, but you can't really mention that many games which is great because obviously shows you that you've had a good season unfortunately it's just the semi-final that in certain contexts ruins it but if if that hadn't happened what we could have tailed off like they have and yeah. then had nothing to look forward to all summer so <laughs> did you agree any other games you thought was not very good this season apart from those it would just have been that run of six yeah, really yeah. I mean that Huddersfield at home is terrible the Cardiff away. I mean, to have gone one nil up and then still lost was just. Palace at home was a poor game. That was yeah. very poor. Yeah, it's like we said. You going back to the West Ham game. You, you go to to Molyneux thinking we got West Ham's night could be a difficult game. We didn't go to Molyneux that night thinking Palace is going to be a difficult game because we'd already beat them away. I think we just mm. beat Spurs as well away. It was the yeah, first game yeah, of the new yeah. year. But yeah, but I, mean, I remember that game because it was quite a tight game, and you just felt like Wolves will probably nick this here. But when they scored that goal yeah. in the 80th minute, it was it IU was it who scored it? I think yeah. it was. Yeah, you just thought that's it now. It's it. over. They'll just play auto defensive and, and and get the points. Um, okay, best games of the season. Then we've mentioned some already, but there's going to be a few. Anyone who got a personal, pick your 
your favourite game? You only have to pick one. I think Spurs away, even though we weren't there. Oh, it was just brilliant. Mm. Good day. To, to, <laughs> to have gone to, to Wembley to play Spurs. And then, you know, was it 1 0 down at half time? Yeah. And, and we weren't and, really in the game, were no, we? But to not only come back, but to come back in that manner. The quick fire nature of that turnaround. I think mm. we scored like three in about 15 minutes yeah, or yeah. something like that. But again, shell shocking the opposition was, again, that they had no answer for us. And for when we went back in the semi-final, there was a couple of stewards there then, and they were saying that walls that day were the loudest that ever heard anyone in that stadium. <laughs> Three thousand. There was there was a better atmosphere that day than there was for the semi-final. There was too spread out. No one could really get a mm, decent yeah. rhythm going, could they? And we scored two absolutely botched goals as well. If you look back at Jimenez's, it feels looks a bit yeah. botched. Yeah. Jot and um, Jota's Costa's goal seems a bit botched. Yeah, it was great. Just to win yeah, like a that. A couple of soft yeah. deflections <laughs> on him just to keep it away from Loris's hands a little bit. Uh, we talked about Leicester home as well, winning four three, which you know you can say for the neutral had everything. But just it, 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 you love a last minute winner and in the style of that goal, the Neves pass, Jimenez across the box, Jota, mm. Nuno on the pitch, and it was first you know the first hat trick in the Premier League Wolves player ever was I it? Think yeah. so, yeah. With Jota, so incredible. You, you go like swings and roundabouts in football, and when. Leicester got the equaliser. I thought they were going to end up beating us four three. So to then go down the other end like the way we did, it was absolutely carnage in the mm. South Bank that mm. day. Uh, we talked about Man United game home in the FA Cup. Uh, the Man United League game was another one for me. The, just yeah, yeah. how sort of machine and how much we just decimated them that night. I know they, they scored one, but there was never in it. No. Uh, Chelsea at home. We mentioned Arsenal at home. Yeah, three yeah. 0 at half time and just coasting the game we, we've never really looked good against Arsenal before no. so to have just to have battered them like that was incredible well there's so many games like Ever- like she mentioned Everton away West Ham mm. at home there's just so many games you can just pinpoint and just think these are great games it's a great yeah it's great that we could talk about things like this I mean, even Bristol City away in the cup yeah even that that was that was a difficult nasty little midget mm. doing his little thing again and to shove it up him again and ruin their season again. <laughs> you, I mean, could you even argue Shrewsbury Town away? Because we, we pulled it back. It wasn't a great game, but we, pu- we, we pulled really. it back in. Mm. We've had a couple this season where we've got late, late equalisers or winners. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that that's the kind of thing that will stay with you, isn't okay, it? Newcastle away. You know, that was really yeah. peaking out. Home, actually, yeah. to, to get that last minute equaliser. That game was, the away game was really peaking out to be a, a draw. And just out of nowhere, Doc scores. And we've just beaten Chelsea, and that momentum continues. Newcastle mm. at home, you just think, oh, we've thrown everything here, it's just going to be a defeat. Bolly scores a contentious, contentious goal. goal. <laughs> I think the topic shouldn't shouldn't have been favourite game, it should have been like favourite no, no, limbs moment, just the one <laughs> limbs all over the shop. There's more of a WhatsApp group to, to co- correction to the agenda. Now about 400 games there, waiting for the Sherpa <laughs> van to come up a minute ago. The guy who was upside down in the Man United Cup game. I think. Yeah, On the, the netting bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's probably brought to be the uh, safe standing, I think. <laughs> I mean, could, could you even argue the, the first game of the season against Everton? Just the momentous that we were back. It was a great yeah. game. Jimenez's header. Just the two goals. Neves' goal was a classic Neves. Jimenez's header. And yes, it was a fair result. But it was just that thing of, yes, we're back in we the Premier League. last time we had our first match back in the Premier League against West Ham and we were all up and we were going to make an impact and we lost 2-0 and we sort of just lumbered on, really. I know yeah. we did okay in the end that season, 
but to have gone behind twice against a good team and then come back into it twice just brilliant 57 points this season just three off I know three off what I said as well <laughs> it still annoys me that we got 99 points last season as well nine, the points, behind, <laughs> nine points behind Man United we finished and then you think we'd, we dropped six points to Huddersfield three to Cardiff there's your nine it's that's how far we've come really it's barman it's incredible and we're going to talk more incredible things about players we do quizzes and predictions after this Welcome back to the show, everybody. Just a quick mention to our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media. If you're looking for web design or a web solution, go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. They do a website, they do a fantastic job for us, and we really recommend that you check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Gentlemen, we're going to turn to players now. The yays and the nays of the players' world. Uh, do you want to start with good players or not so good first? What do you want to go for? Who, who, do the eyes have it or not? This is what I'm trying to ask. Let's get the bat out of the way. Let's get the bat out of the way. Okay. Shouldn't um, take that long, really, the bat. Well, you're going to say Costa in you. Costa's <laughs> the first one, but then I have to argue again what I said before about is it partly because doesn't suit the formation anymore? Yeah. I just don't think he's been f- the same since he had that injury no. in the championship. No. I've noticed he's starting to grow his hair out again. I wonder where he's he thought. He's gone like completely longer than I ever imagined it was going to be, just in the space of since the last game of the season to being back home in Portugal. I just think he's thought it's like Space Jam. So I'd be in hair, cut the hair, lost the powers. I'm growing it back out again. So next season he's going to be unstoppable for another team. That's a bas- <laughs> yeah. that's a basketball film for Jake. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just hope if Jake has never watched Space Jam, I just think we'll get him out of this group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I just think he's like he didn't seem. To, I don't know whether he's ever recovered from that injury. He had an injury at the start of the season, didn't he? Or was I? Well, was he, that last season in pre-season he looked great. Yeah, well, he, he, was, yeah. he was bulked up and he looked a bit Hulk-like. Hulk, the player, not the uh, the green man. Um, good, good just clarification. Yeah. Just <laughs> but no, he did. He looked he looked big and powerful and he looked promising. And then it's just, just like his his bottle went, and he's he just don't look arsed. And when you're in the, a team like this, who going where we're going. There's no sympathy for him. Yeah, I just wonder. I think we've mentioned it on the season before. I just wonder whether it's that you know when he first joined, he was the big fish in a small pond, and now he's very much the small fish in a big Recently, pond. And there are a lot of players ahead of him in terms of the real circle. Him now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just you know the style, the popularity, the characteristics of some of these players, and he's just very much dropped. And that must, if you've had that attention on you so much early on, and for had that to be drawn back, it must hamper your confidence a bit it's like starting a job everybody's saying how amazing you are you're doing a great job they bring some other people in who obviously perhaps are more talented than you and the focus starts coming away from you but there's, no, there's nothing wrong with being a small fish anyway no, no. He's, he's turning to frog spawn now that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> he's gone he's gone from a shark to frog spawn in the space of three years um, other players the Marmite player of this season Triore <laughs> I know that some people in our group like Ben are adamant to try or a wear the Rosetta vote for him in the election kind of place uh, but there's others who aren't a fan of him do you think I don't know whether he just hasn't fit the system I think he he didn't have a pre-season here yeah. or at all because of his shoulder um, And but however annoying he is he's exciting in equal measure so mm. I mean, for me he's not he just needs a pre-season 
you give him a pre-season, and if, if he still doesn't work, then fine, look at something, look at getting him out. But you've got to give him a chance, give him a pre-season at least. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think if he'd have had a full pre-season with us, and he was terrible, then yeah, fair enough. But he, he didn't, he came in quite late in the yeah. day. And when he's been good, he's been great. But it's just when he's been bad, he's been a liability. We might as well be playing with ten men when he's when he's having one of those days. And people do seem to put like three or four players on him. I've noticed every single yeah, time. Yeah, doesn't help. He has to try and wriggle his way around, which I don't think skill is probably high up there on the trip. He's done better as the season's gone on. He's been able to wriggle his way out of the situation. But early on, it was just a bit like they just they saw if he gets some space, he's yeah, going to kill us here. So, but he can do it. Like they got the the. Um, the Shrewsbury game away, mm. the cross he put in under pressure that that day, it was a superb cross. Mm. But he just ain't shown that kind of intelligence that that often enough. Um, I've put down Gibbs White here just because great start. We just I don't know whether it was just because of game time. He just seemed to peter out as the season went on. He did fade, but he didn't have masses of opportunities. No. Like you say, he didn't get a lot of game time when he he was coming on for the last ten minutes mm. here and there. But when he did, I, I, I always liked him, to be mm. honest. He's one of those players that he does tend to look forward rather than trying to make a sideways pass. And I, think, I appreciate that in a player that he's, he's going to go for it. Mm. I know he got a bit of um, stick after the Brighton game, but actually in the first half, I thought he did all right. Second half, he just dropped off drastically, mm. but no one really covered themselves in glory that day. Anybody else that you want to add to that list at all? Obviously, it's going to be a very limited list. I'll be better than Morgan Gibbs White. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm adamant on this. I don't think he's. He'll be a. He'll make hundred league appearances for Wolves. No, you can record this. You're recording, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, in, it's on. It's on the airwaves. Yeah. I just don't think he's got the sort of. Obviously, he, he might bulk out the older he gets, but I think he needs to go down to the championship for a year. He's only 18 as well, mm. which you have to. I know, but I mean, like the likes of like Ronan and Bright. There much uh, age difference between them, but size-wise, I, I think Bright could end up being better than Gibbs White with a bit of confidence and a bit more game time. But it's like another one. Where does he fit in the system? I'm it's not. A, I'm not buying the Bright thing at the minute. I know everybody's like, "Oh, bring him back into the squad." He's he's been touring up in League One, and we're a different standard I'm, now. Yeah. I, just, I can if, see what people are saying, but thing is, I'm not buying you, into it at the minute. If you look at the L- League One goal scorers in the, the best players in League One, if you were already a Wolves player, you wouldn't even bother. Mm. So you look at it from that point of view, you think, oh, okay, well done. Go and play in the championship, then prove yourself there. Yeah, yeah. What I said in the group chat the other day about Ronan, Ronan's a better player than Gibbs White anyway, for me. It's just. No matter technique again, I think Bright and Ronan are better than Gibbs White, but I think he'll, he'll end up playing more because he's probably got his head screwed on a bit more. Yeah, he's, he's knuckled down, but again, he's had no real fixed position. And he's been. He needs to run a games, and he ain't going to get that with the midfield that we've got. Mm. Uh, we're going to move on to good players. Any other bad players? Well, again, it's a very small list to choose from, really. This season, <laughs> Leo <laughs> or Bonatini. <laughs> Did he even do anything at Forest? No, no, no. Okay, nothing. Whatsoever. I was talking to my Forest mate, and he's quite happy that he's coming back to Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> was it five million we bought from him at the start of the season? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, let's talk about people who've played well. We've probably got a long list here. Um, Matinho was the official player of the season, obviously the fancast player of the season as well. Uh, just, I don't know what else to say about Matinho. It's just sex on legs, really, isn't it? It's just disgrace. <laughs> like a strawberry campina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best player we've ever had in yeah. the whole shit in the last 50 years. It's just great. Yeah, there's nothing really more you can add to it, is that he's just 
phenomenal. He's so good looking in person. I've got to say, <laughs> so good looking. Even when I saw him on the train that one time, even like in his just in casual clothing, you think, yeah. God, are you gorgeous? You <laughs> just, just handsome, just proper yeah. handsome, like Bond, Jack yeah. handsome. He's just. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is turning into a very different podcast. Yeah. The fact that he's got his hand in his t-shirt now as well. See, I'm just, I'm just reflecting, sweating already. Oh, yeah. Other players, uh, Jimenez for one. He's the uh, top goal scorer for Wolves in the Premier League uh, history. Again, he, it's funny when when Jimenez came in. There were a couple of ums and ahs, and a few be- who's and who's as mm. well. Because yes, who's as well, but also. You know, he was, he was a sub at Benfica. Did well on the sub bench. People were like, oh, can he do it as a starter? Took him maybe a, a couple of games to to get off them, uh, really get his momentum going, despite the goal against Everton. But he's just key to that style of play. Yeah, he's he's partnership brilliant. Do you remember last season when you talked about that that moment Bonatini had if he doesn't score against Borough? He, yeah, oh, yeah, the first was, game, yeah. yeah, you got that feeling for he missed him. Himness missed a one on one in that game, didn't he, against Everton? And then did he score the other after it or before it? It's probably after it was yeah, near the end, wasn't it? Yeah. So I mean, like just games like that. If he if he doesn't score a goal that day, whether he's it kicks on from that. I've always maintained that about Siggy when he came back against Bolton, one on one after two minutes, he missed it, he scored it. He would be our new messiah. <laughs> I'm telling you. But yeah, I, I still hold that theory yeah. about Bonatini. So. Thing is with him and his, he, he looked good against Villarreal as well in the friendly. And I was wa- I was watching that on my phone in the car, <laughs> and <laughs> on the way back from uh, annual pilgrimage to Whitby. And um, but I thought you got some player here. I mean, you, you look at the um, you look at the, the the obligatory YouTube highlight reel and the the overhead kick and stuff like that. And you think, yeah, that's a once in a lifetime. But then he, he did it, his acrobaticness in the semi final and the his swivels and things against Man United. Yeah. It's just I mean he le- what he's literally brought an entire country as a fan base <laughs> to us now. He's got what's like three and a half million followers on Twitter. He's literally mate to the wrestler. Which is just our dream country, yeah. really. Is well, yeah. two people, three technically, <laughs> on this table, dream country. He's just brand personified, which is great. Yeah. He's the kind of signing when you make it on Football Manager, you get an increase in sales of the <laughs> shirts. Yeah, this is what it must be like when like um, Ronaldo signs for someone and they just get the money back in shirt sales. Yeah. Always just flabbergasted that we had a player who was sponsored by Beats by Dre at the start of the season. <sighs> just, I remember like. I can't even remember like footballers doing adverts for Wolves probably someone did Telly Western Cable Cat it just bogs me how far we've come like we've got like a player like that who's like you said got a nation behind him most expensive sign as well 30 million you know, we spent 30 million playing we could, we'll probably hopefully break that in seasons to come I remember when we spent like, three and a half million on Akin Boy and I thought <laughs> that was a lot of money it's like 10 times um, but here and there's another one uh, Jota who we've talked about before but I remember before November time, he was playing. He just wasn't great, and I remember, I remember when we played Brighton away, and I just thought, "Oh, I don't know here. I don't know whether he's going to make the step up." And it was that Chelsea game, the mm-hmm. formation yeah. change. Because obviously, yeah. he was, he was no, another one in the the same circle as Costa and Cav, where the system didn't suit him in the prem. But he's been fantastic, yeah. absolutely uh, ruthless. He's low centre of gravity when he's got the ball. He, you know, the fact, you know, defenders really run off him, don't they? They don't. They're scared to tackle him, and they put three people, three or four people on him. Doesn't seem to make you a see difference. the way he just shrugs off yeah. some big experienced defenders yeah. like they're nothing. Luke Shaw has still got PTSD because of it. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever get over it. No, I that, really don't. That's why he ain't the England squad. Sm- no, there's been like so many defenders this season. Smalling, uh, uh, Luke Shaw. There was an Arsenal defender. Every time Jota got on the ball, you could see they were petrified. Yeah, and uh, 
I I was the one who absolutely rinsed him on here before Christmas. Well, before the Newcastle game. Um, and then that, he took that goal well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Comparing him to Silas, was that? Or was that Costa? No, that was Costa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I said uh, so he's, he's, he's the one where you look at who performed last season who just not, he's just not got it. Mm. <laughs> did he make the top three for nominees? Didn't did he? Um, he made it for the club or not for ours though. But I think only because with ours, we asked everybody in the group to, to vote and Doc, Jimenez and Martino everybody voted for those three so I thought it was only natural mm. to put those three but I think two or three people in our group didn't say Jota for me the only reason that Jota wouldn't have been top three is because of that first couple of months where yeah. he was still finding his feet I think he deserved it though to be in the bracket yeah. in the official one don't get me wrong but he's got ten goals yeah. no argument yeah. it's incredible ten goals in effectively half a season yeah. <laughs> you know, going back to that so you're talking about like Jota and Jimenez how many goals are scored and I don't think they would have been in everyone's top two I think Martino and Doherty was my top two. Yeah. The only reason I chose Doherty over them, I thought, in a bigger picture sort of scheme, how much he's over-exceeded yeah. himself this yeah. season is why he would have got my vote if I didn't have to give it to Martino because yeah. well, he was that good. Well, that's, you know, yeah, another, that's exactly what mine was. Another well. player has been so well. You know, He's just gone from strength to strength. You know, It's it's not phased him going up to this level. I know yeah. I saw an interview where he said, I think he said paraphrasing that he'd gone vegan this season I could be wrong and I think he said he'd cut out a lot of the sweets changed stuff his like diet hadn't he yeah. but you know just shows you how he's like willing to adapt to try and be at the big level and we'll talk about it more in part two but again it's a player who you would not be surprised in the future if he, didn't, if he wasn't with us the first couple mm. of games I think it was Everton and definitely Leicester away a lot of people were saying we need a new right back here <laughs> and then pretty much since then he's been one of our first names on the team sheet, he had, really. He had no, he had no competition. Really, uh, he's had no competition. <laughs> our friends over at the uh, 77 Club, one of them absolutely ripped him apart after that Leicester performance when that goal wasn't even his fault, really. Yeah. Missed an open goal that day as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, he was just, he had a very, very bad day. But again, you, you are phased by like None of them, none of the ones who've stepped up this season, none of them are phased by no. a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like uh, who's doing well, this Cody, I think, has stepped up really well this season. I think he's, you know, obviously he's played every single minute. Of yeah, every he's single the, the game. only player recently in the whole yeah. league to have played every minute of every possible game, which is great. Mm. Um, look, Bennett, like people like yeah. Bennett as well. You know, I think at the start of this season, I think we, I think me and Stu praised him at the start of the season. People were wary, but still, somebody like Bennett who hasn't been in the Premier League for a while comes back in, and it's like it's like he's never left. Yeah. And even <laughs> whenever he's dropped, he comes back and he's better. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. Any, anybody else? I said, he only really made that one mistake against Watford. Yeah. Didn't he? But then as soon as he made that mistake, he didn't go hiding. He carried on playing his game and he just grew into it again. And Bolly as well. I think I saw a stat today saying he made more tackles as a central defender um, in the Premier League than anybody else. Which is great. Incredible. Varane and Umtiti must be some serious defenders that <laughs> yeah, he had yeah, ahead yeah, of them yeah. in the. Uh, is Armour Laporte French? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Aymeric Aymeric whatever you wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe the problem is that there's no friendlies anymore now internationals there is are there still friendlies yeah. have we got any friendlies before the Nations League no because we're in the Nations League I just surprised we're going we're off topic here but I'm just surprised that Southgate won't have wanted a friendly to prepare them for potentially well it's going to be two games regardless isn't it yeah, so. time because the Champions League ever no I took a week later the ones because the qualifier the Euro qualifiers are actually around it's an international do date. you automatically qualify for the Euros if you win it? Is that no. right? Is that uh, an urban myth? I don't 
I'm not sure. Just a fancy trophy. Is this basically on the Le Tournoi? Yeah, it's the unbroke up, isn't it? I think you qualify if you win it and you you don't qualify naturally through the qualifying through the Euros, then you get in anyway. So we've already oddly got a playoff spot guaranteed, even if for some reason we came bottom of our qualification group now. Yeah, because we won that Nations League group. Yeah, so we'd be in the final. Is that genuinely the case? We'd be in the final of the playoff game if we don't. Qualify in our qualification so you could group just now, play the kids which we should the easily. Or Cody top. in a back five. Yeah. Well, you can actually experiment now. Then you look, so look at the league table from one to seventh, where we finished. All the England centre backs in that top seven. How many is that? Who play week in, week out? Smalling. <laughs> John Stones doesn't play regularly enough for Man City. Arsenal ain't got any England centre backs holding. He's injured for ever long. Kyle Walker who's Chelsea, not a centre back I ain't got any English centre backs apart from Gary Cahill who's gone goings, yeah. build your team around Cody in a back three yeah I, I get the argument don't uh, with the, the formation but there's also an argument to try it who says he can't be adaptable like that I, w- I wouldn't trust him in a back four mm. Even you can't it, put Cody in a back four it's like putting me in goal <laughs> <laughs> he'll do a job but you're going to lose um, anybody else that we want to say that did had a very good season obviously a lot of players did Rui Patricio yeah Who's, Will uh, Norris then because he came on 100% clean <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really cool. uh, anybody else Vinagra I thought when he's done Johnny you know there's so many players pretty much the entire first team do we think yeah. and we've mentioned this on the later parts of the show this season Neves, who's been put in many teams of the seasons, <clears throat> to our confusion, didn't he's had a medium season? He's not had the outstanding season that we all hoped he would, but you think it could? We could? He could get there. He's he's, he's, played, he's played a different role as well. Mm. Played, he's played more defensive to allow Martinez to just brilliant. Yeah, and <sighs> it's just frustrating because he is this oh, Neves from distance. No, it's, he's. He's got more that have gone wayward <laughs> than have actually gone in. Um, you know, yeah, that stat last season about the amount of shots that actually went in. This, it, this, it, it's like he's too. It's like he's been grasping at things, trying to prove himself yeah. too much. I think he just needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah, he's been pushing the cause a little bit too much mm. at times. It's not that he's been bad because he hasn't. He's just been a bit quiet when, mm. when you want him to step up I think it's how exceptional he was last season we all thought I think a lot of people would have had him in the dream team just for how many goals he scored last season from distance and he's like set pieces and whatever but I think he even takes much set pieces I mean, he scored against Arsenal the free kick and the Everton but Martino takes every sort of crossing free kick doesn't mm. he yeah. his little wave to the crowd <laughs> I like it his little royal wave um, gentlemen I think that's all the players done I'm going to get on to my favourite part of the whole season, and that is predictions. What we predicted at the start of the season, and how well that's come true. I'm just going to now. What we did this differently this year is we had other podcasts give us their suggestions, so we're going to review what they said as well. Um, I'll just give you some examples. So it was me, Ben, Rich, and Hoops were on the first game, first podcast of the season, and I'm going to just. Pick, I'm not going to go through everything. It will take too long. I'm going to pick out some highlights. We talked about where we'd finish this season. Ben got it bang on with seventh. We all said about between 7th and 10th. Uh, play of the season, Martinho. Uh, Hoop said Martinho. So got it bang on. But again, the usual players, Jimenez, Jota, were all around that talk. Biggest defeat, Rich said, would be Man United away. Which is surprising. Should have won that day. Should have won that day. Uh, and Ben again, I think we asked, what, what things would you like to see happen this season? And he said he'd like to see a dog on the pitch at Molyneux. We've got a cat at Everton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was in the highlight reel on yeah. match of the day. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to go through the other podcasts now, and I thought, you know what? I'll just point out all their flaws. <laughs> Why not? Um, ENS podcast first. Uh, we asked them where will Wolves finish. Spears said twelfth. Judar said eighth. And when Judar said eighth, Tim's response was, "Are you serious?" As in, so just yeah. had no confidence. No, he had no confidence no. whatsoever. Underrated player this season. Spears said, "Cav." Mm. He's been underrated in that he hasn't been rated. Yeah. <laughs> um, Spears for biggest win said Brighton at home, oh and Judah said biggest spe- uh, defeat this season would be Spurs away. Oh dear. Oh dearie me. Talking Wolves, Matt Cooper said probably the season would be Costa. Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, Finner said biggest defeat would be West Ham away. I know this is all in hindsight, but it's funny just to say yeah. how some some of us uh, got it completely wrong. Uh, what seven, what did that Harry say there? Is that Harry Mansell, that one? Uh, yeah. Well, I've got Bailey's here on the 77 Club. said final position 15th. <laughs> um, and then Harry, which is Stu's friend Harry, yeah. I believe, underrated players of the season would be Bonatini. I think when I listened to that clip, I think there was a slight joke in that anyway, but yeah, yeah. Bonatini. That was good, wasn't it? I'll tell you something. Basically, we, predi- we predict things right, everybody else doesn't. <laughs> that's the thing. Uh, we're going to come to and the that's end. why we're going live. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we're going to come to the end of the podcast in a second. Uh, Dan, this is your moment to get the quiz ready. Uh, it's the final quiz of the season. Can I just clarify, um, on the league table, Stu, have you actually already won the quiz this season? Yeah. How much have you won it by? Two. Two. Yeah. So who is second, third and stuff like that? You and Andy. Are we joint or is it? Yeah, you joint second. <gasps> I think we're both on five. Five, is it? So this is a chance for someone to claim second. She's just going to get the league table out just to clarify. The official league table, not the lies that you put on earlier. Because <laughs> who did it in our WhatsApp group? Did somebody put like a he ratio? Put, he put an old one up. Who did the ratio the, table? No, I put the last one that was in the group up. What was the table that someone put up which was how many wins compared to losses? Like a ratio table. I don't remember that one. And so like Ben came up on top or something. Or, or Baron, Baron came Baron came up on top. Two yeah, appearances, two, two wins. Two. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe seven. You two with five. Then Adam three. Gully two. Mez two. Ben two. Baron two. <laughs> Rich and Paul Berry one. Dan, Dan's freak one. One asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> Just because Gully couldn't win that week. And then Hoops and Jake. Hoops one actually now. And uh, Jake with nothing. Nothing at all. He gets the Nilpoir wooden spoon. Uh, right, it's time for the final podcast, the final quiz of the season. The theme is... It's it's just uh, the season. a season review sort of thing. I've enjoyed the quizzes this season, by the way. I'm going to applaud Dan. They've been great. Cheers, uh, lads. Little yes. round of applause there. a bit struggle there. next season, but we'll get round one way or other. <laughs> right, uh, it's uh, me versus Andy versus Stu. Who will claim second place? Will Stu just get a really strong lead at the table? Dan, it's over to you. Have we got the, the whiteboards? Oh, hang on. We've got to use our phone, haven't we? Hang on. Let me just get a notes out. Please play along at home at WWFC Fancast on Twitter and tell us how you got on. It's fun. Has anyone actually <laughs> ever done that? A couple of people have ever <laughs> only tweeted in. So if you're still listening, please just tell us what your score was. We'd like to know. Oh, I've got to wait for the app to update. This is ridiculous. I'll get any other notes in. Right, it's loading. This is where my internet... <laughs> Really quicks in now. Right, ask the question first. And what do you need the internet for? Huh? What do you need the internet for? For an update. An update? On what? My notes app. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that an iPhone? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, makes sense. More <laughs> updates. <laughs> right, it's done. It's done. Literally took five seconds. Anyway, go, go, go. Okay. In July, 
last year, Wolves won the Euren Cup, beating Basel and Young Boys. <laughs> Who was our top goal scorer in that tournament? <laughs> right, I'm going for uh, this particular player. We beat Basel 2-1 and Young Boys 4-0. Was Young Boys the final? Not well. We only played two fixtures, wasn't it? And I think it, it was, was the final. Yeah, we won all of it. Right. Okay. Everybody got their answers. Um, <laughs> so tough. Yeah. Okay. So, what, I forgot how you do this now. Do we just turn around at the same time, or just go one by one? Yeah. I've gone with Doc. So Andy goes for Doc. Stewart. <laughs> and Costa. She's gone Costa. I've also gone for Costa. It was with two goals, Rafa Mir. Jeez, good old Rafa Mir, the forgotten man. Um, He'll be back as well. I didn't didn't even think he was there at that point. I thought we signed him later. He scored late. Oh no, we signed him in January. That that yeah, and he went on loan to Spain. That's it. Spain. (laughs) Right. Next next question: Our Irish Cafu, who wears number two, Matt Doherty, last week made it into the EA Sports FIFA Premier League Team of the Year. (laughs) Well done, Matt. But what ranking out of 99 did they give him? What, overall? Yeah. Okay. Out of 99. Okay. I don't know if I've got too much of a low number here. Okay. Oh, Ready? Right, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll and go first. I've gone for 86. Stuart? 84. And for 84. The correct answer was 88. Oh, oh. do I get nearest? No. Oh, damn it. Bearing in mind, Benjamin Mendy got 87. Oh, That's really? how good Matt Doherty That's was really last good. season. That's really good. Okay, next question. So, obviously, this, when the season ends in... A new season starts on the 1st of June, yeah? Yeah. Who was the first Wolves player to be permanently sold in June 2018? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the first out the door on a permanent basis? On a permanent basis? Yeah. Oh, I don't think this is even it, but... We'll give it a go. I'm genuinely stunned. I've just gone for a a guess. I think he's been mentioned quite a few times in the last two years. (sighs) That's a now. That's just going to make it more embarrassing. (laughs) It's going to be a real obvious one. It wasn't Matinho or Nevers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got an answer. Everybody else got an answer? Yeah, Yeah, I don't think he's right, though. Uh, Stu, you can go first. Douglas? Douglas for one? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Was it the the Prince and Yangway? No. I, I also said Douglas. The correct answer was Duckins. Oh, oh. yeah, Duckins. Mm. He made, went, a, made a profit on him as well. Yeah. We <laughs> sold him to Belgium. Next the, question. The, the country. Yeah. <laughs> just they've, they've got him. Yeah. He's theirs now. Gone. What former Wolves player played four times this season for the Championship winners Norwich? Former Wolves player. No, this is anyone I can think of, and oh, bet you it's not even this. I player. only, I don't think I saw Norwich play about four times. Well, it's one of them because they never really, even though they, they were always up there, and they never seem to be on telly. There's always Leeds and the Moan. Oh well, hang on a second, hang on a cotton picking minute. I bet you it's going to be the first one I've just put down there. Cotton picking minute. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be this one. I'm going to guess for it though. I'm gonna okay, guess for it. David, you can go first then. Andrew Sermon. I don't know if it, he's even at Norwich. Okay. Dan's look says everything. <laughs> Stu? I said Bass. Bassong? I think mm. he Andy? Went, he retired years ago. I don't know if he went to Norwich, but Andy Vyman. 
Mm. No, it's a Bristol City. Oh, it's Bristol. Ben Marshall. Oh, yeah. Oh. We sold him permanently, then he went on loan to Millwall uh, again. Oh, yeah, because I was just thinking Millwall then. I thought he was there. Okay, so is it still 1-0-0 to Stu? No one's got one aware of that. Have you got, I thought you got no. an answer right. No, okay. you're all on zero. Oh, no. Pathetic. You should have just gone, yes, I have got a point. <laughs> Stu's throwing this game. He's doing, um, <laughs> I don't know, Hans Sager's sort of thing. <laughs> Wolves, this season, permanently signed three Spanish-born players. Adama, Johnny, and who? Oh, Damn. This is a proper per- permanent, permanently signed. Permanent. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think even the, the Wars recruitment team would get this right. Oh, okay. So this is. Yeah, they're you, not you, ne- necessarily you, Spanish. This is going to be someone who's born on holiday. Yeah. I'm going to say. Who do buy this season? <laughs> See this. Right, is, okay, when, okay, when, when okay. we're on stage doing this, you're just gonna, your mind's going to be completely blank. We'll have yeah. some mm. sort of like um, prolonged music going well, at this um, point. Elevator music. Yeah. Yeah. Mystic Kev in the background. <laughs> okay, right. Could we get like a couple of like Wolves Mars doing like a ring round <laughs> card thing around the stage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've okay. Uh, Andy. I've gone with Benicophobi. Benicophobi. Okay. Asked uh, you, Dunk. Dunk. I've just gone for Vinagra. The correct answer was David Wang. Oh, oh God. yeah. Good old Wang. Hang on. That's number Wang. I checked this. He was born in Spain. But he's Swiss. But he's like, no, he's Chinese. No, he's nice Swiss. Well, said he's definitely born in Spain. I'll do his Wikipedia. I trust Oh, is that research. the other one? No, there was another one, were there? Okay, next question. Okay. Still no one yet. I've got a point right here. In September 2018, Dr. Nuno won the Premier League Manager of the Month. Who won the Player of the Month? You, person. What month? September. Okay. September. Carry the two. <laughs> um, I've got a cork of a question coming up. After <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go for... Spelt it right. Go on. Yeah, I think it matters yeah. if you spell it right. Everyone, <laughs> everyone locked in. Yeah. Come to you first, Joe. Hazard. Andy. Doherty. Uh, De Bruyne. The correct answer was Hazard. Oh. Stu, as as a champion that he is, <laughs> marches forward. I thought you were going to go with Doctor Nuno and the Dark Man. Oh, that would have been good. Good theory. Right. Corker mm. of the question. So Eden Hazard was playing more fellow Belgian Leander Dendonka. Is worth how many in Scrabble points? <laughs> oh, that's good. So, how many is worth in Scrabble points? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to give you like thirty seconds. I don't. I ain't letting you work it out because you might have like. Uh, are we his full name, Leander? Dendonka. Leander Dendonka in Scrabble. No triple word score. Just, just basic points. The, the points on the thing. Okay. I don't know any points anyway. So no, I'm I'll, completely guessing. Yeah. Uh, I'll change it. That. Okay. Is it? I think I've only put. Played Scrabble twice in my whole life. <laughs> oh, I play words with friends quite a lot. That's, oh, that's, that's a nice. That's a good one. Yeah, play, yeah. yeah, it's a nice little you know quiet Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or on the toilet for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Dave, uh, forty-five. Andy, thirty-eight. Stu, seventy-nine. The correct answer is twenty-six. Oh, okay. okay. I think it's only like C and K, and his name that's quite like more than one point because there's a lot of vowels in there. Hmm. Oh, okay. mm, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Any more questions? There's yeah. 
I'm not saying that in a bad <laughs> way. <I'm> two, <laughs> questions. <laughs> two questions. Right, the two. first leg of our UEFA qualification mission is set for the 25th of July. Ooh. But what tribute band <laughs> were arranged to play at the Wolverhampton Slade Rooms on the 26th upon getting cancelled? So we just got to name... You need to have a, tri- a tribute band who would have played the Slade Rooms on the 26th of July. So the actual name of the tribute just, band? It's or, just or, the band. Can we name no, it? it's not like um, so Oasis <laughs> or, or something like that. It's just name the band. Just name the band. The actual band. The, actual the band, band that they are covering. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What tribute band? The best one I saw was Oasis. They were they were superb. I've seen them, they were at the Lion. They've been in the Robin a few times as well. I saw mm. the the Smives at the River Road <laughs> and Stairbridge, and they were brilliant. Uh, Can't be a good um, tribute band if you're a good level of drunk. You think them <laughs> really there? Okay, okay. I'm going to um, go for... Is it a band or a person? It's a band. Okay, I've oh, got okay. my... It's locked in. Yeah. Have you locked in, Stu? Yeah. Okay, you go first. A1. Oh, that's a good one. Andy? I don't even know who A1 are. <laughs> um, Def Leppard? Get out of this room, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, out now! Uh, Black Sabbath? You were relatively in the same sort of area. It was White Snake. Oh... <sighs> What's the white next? What's next song, Stu? Is that here I go again? On my <laughs> Is that White Snake? It's got, a, it's got a chance. What's the White Wedding one? That's Billy Idol, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, I don't know. They're all the same. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do my plug in a second. Okay. But this is the question. Former Wolves player yeah. who left us for Sparta Rotterdam won the Premier League but never played for his full national side. Who am I? Oh, jeez. And why do these guys have a think? The English Premier League. The Sorry. English Premier League, yeah. Okay. So why are these guys having a think? Okay. I'm uh, running for Macmillan uh, Cancer Charity Support this weekend in the Birmingham 10K. Uh, putting the link on the, all the social medias. If you can donate, it'd be great. I'm already over £500, but if you can send anything more, it'd be really appreciated. Yes. That's some great work that he's done. I literally considering no how tight this t-shirt is on me, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I thought 10k was going to be a piece of piece, but it ain't. And it's not the 10k to MK. Nah. So we went to after Wolves. He went from Wolves, he went to Sparta Rotterdam. But won the Premier League. He won the Premier League before he joined Wolves. Ah, oh, right. Okay. But I'm giving too much clues away now. It, that, that's, I'd, I'd that, assume that anyway. Yeah, to be honest, that still yeah. makes nothing for me. That does. Yeah, so he left Wolves for Sparta Rotterdam. He's won the Premier League, and he's never played for his national full national side. National side. Hmm. All right, so it's now 2022. If that gets to 2023, yeah, you're all dead. I'll take you in. The, I'll take you in the garden and I'll bury you. <laughs> well, I've got my answer anyway. My so. garden needs a bit of work doing to it. Actually, so that won't be so bad. Um. Have you got much in that shed, Dave? Mm-hmm. I've just got loads of my daughter's toys in there. That's literally my mower, and that's it, and just toys and grain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, I need to think of an answer here. Um, I have literally no idea. There ain't really a long list of players who have played for Wolves and won the Premier League. Uh, There's a few, but there ain't a, a massive uh, this amount. Is, this isn't even going to be right, but it's the only... Okay. There's only one I can think of who I know has definitely won the Premier League. 
the one I'm going for is a slight guess, but I don't okay. think it's... Oh, shoot, I had a brainwave just off yeah, that. Mine then. is completely wrong, but I'm just going to go for it. Okay, you go first, then, Dave. Stephen Everson. Stephen Everson. Andy? Darren Ferguson. Stu? Oh, that's got a chance, Ole Glushny? No, he played for Ukraine. That was uh, a guess from one of my mates early when I gave it to them. The correct answer was Darren Ferguson. Oh, oh. So does that mean, if that's the last question, we have a tie-break for these two? Uh, there is a tiebreaker question, yes, correct. Oh, so it's Andy's chance to finally grab second, Stu's chance to extend the lead. Come on, Stu. Come on. <laughs> Come on. So the, today's tiebreaker is Raul Jimenez finished the season with how many Fantasy Premier League points via the FantasyPremierLeague.com <laughs> website? Not the sum one, because we don't, we don't boil it, read that paper, all right? <laughs> how many points okay. did he get overall? <sighs> That reminds me, I'll see where who came top of our fancy. Congratulate them, yeah. Uh, bear in mind that we hadn't wanted it all season. But if you win it, congratulations. You get the <laughs> satisfaction of knowing that you won. I think, is it, is it ENS uh, taking certain people out for a big curry? Or was their top prize? It was coffee last year. Yeah, I think I heard it was a big curry for this year. And we're but again, gonna, they ain't mentioned it for ages. But we're just going to give people the satisfaction of knowing that they won. Anyway, carry on. Have a think. Stu, you can go first. I don't really know about the point system. I've just gone 320. 320. I don't. Andy? I, I don't really know either. I've gone with 143. Today's winner is Andy. The correct oh. answer was a 180. Well done. Well done. Thank you, Dan. It's been absolutely brilliant. It's been really well. Things have been well done, Dan. It's been really, really good. Um, just for everybody, if they want to know, uh, Andy Mason with Mason1967 won our fantasy league with 2,427 points he won it by 5 points congratulations Bloody did hell. any of us like enter it because I don't I will, I'm going to quickly scroll down now <laughs> and see if I can see any of our names it told me oh, that I came 522nd or 527th sorry which I'm very pleased with I'm definitely in there but I took no attention to it after about the third week because I'm in the draft one with my mates and I take that one way more serious mm. way uh, more serious do you do it where you play a match against your yeah. mates week in week. Just do a head-to-head each yeah. week, yeah. Well, I'm getting to 50 That now. system sounds much better to me, actually. Yeah, because halfway for the season, everyone's got Salah, everyone's got Aguero. Yeah. Do I really much in it come the end of the season? It's just who has, who's been picking the best captain, the most yeah. consistent. But with the draft one, you've literally you got your team. You can't do anything with it. We have the same transfer windows as the normal Premier League. And you literally play one, just one of your mates that week, and whoever gets the, gets the most points that week gets three points. Mm. Uh, I'm going to stop. And I finished second, second in that. And oh, I'm sure that's all right. That. I'm at 128, and I've still seen none of us. So I presume that we haven't done well in our own league. <laughs> uh, that is it everybody that is the end of part one there will be part two coming out soon and we're going to be talking about the summer to come and especially Europe uh, thanks for listening to this podcast uh, you can follow us all week on the socials to type in Wolves Fancast and you will find us there and thanks to uh, Pixel Yeti Media for our sponsors as well remember tickets for the live show you can buy them £7 it's going to be good going to be absolutely bloody great I think it will be it's a Friday night it's going to be great go even if you just come for a drink with the lads yeah go for a drink afterwards Has- hashtag lads 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 so for this podcast it's bye from Dan ta bye from Andy au revoir bye from Stu oh you ruined it <laughs> <laughs> au revoir as well. bye from me see you for the next episode